0: Welcome to the Church Vibes Podcast with Jordan and Maddie, the podcast where we talk about all things Christian, all things culture, and all things Christian culture. This is a space where we love having tough conversations. It's our hope that whether you're a dedicated follower of Christ, you've never stepped foot in a church or opened a Bible in your life, or you're anywhere in between, you'll be able to learn something new, think about something differently, or be encouraged in some
1: small way. Now, on to the show. What's up, you guys? Jordan here. Jordan here.
0: Grace and peace, everybody. It's Maddie, and welcome to episode 10, a very special election day edition of the Church Tribes podcast.
1: Well, episode 10, election day. I always have to say it that way. (laughs) You have Um, to repeat it slowly. (laughs) In case you didn't hear it the first time, right? Uh, But yes, we had to go there. We had to have an election day episode. Um, I think this is going to be one for the record books, or, or rather the history books, not the record books um because we're not mm-hmm. in the greatest place right now not even counting coronavirus this year um true but yeah i'm I'm excited for this one um it's kind of a, a necessary evil i guess i, I was actually thinking uh, um <laughs> like we're talking about the two things we're told not to talk about the people religion and politics <laughs>
0: True. And we're not we being very good about that, are we?
1: No, we've broken that rule. But yeah, so it's it's the morning of um I think most of you have probably already voted. Maddie, have you voted yet?
0: I have voted already. I was a good girl. I dropped my thing off, my ballot off at the library a couple of weeks ago. So I'm I'm good to go. Oh, you were way I'm ahead. solid.
1: A couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I was thinking you're gonna say like oh yesterday, whatever. Um I, too, have voted. I had just a bad feeling about... Well, not a bad feeling. I just wanted to avoid any bit of, con- like, bad stuff or violence or anything at the polling places on the day of. Um, yeah. And so I also dropped mine off, um, not two weeks ago, but last night.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. You still voted early. <laughs> I, I did.
1: I voted early. Um, part of me, for a while, wanted to be like, no, I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'm going to vote in person, and ah and then i realized i'm becoming the people i don't like <laughs> so I'm wow like, there you go let me uh let me back up on that just do it the the good safe easy way um so yeah
0: at at this point in the day we do not know who the next president of the united states is going to be we may find out tonight we may find out in a couple of weeks we may not find out till january <laughs> we <don't, laughs> depending on how all of this goes
1: Yeah, that's how. Either way,
0: this is the last day where people can cast their ballots, and this is going to be kind of that last that last hurrah until we know who our next president will be.
1: Yeah, this is kind of it. You know, and I, I was thinking about just jumping off because this this is kind of a free-flowing conversation as we tried to have it this time. Um, You know, I, I was thinking about there's so many people that say that your vote doesn't matter. They're like, you know what? Whoever wins is going to win. It's, it's determined and all this. And I just, like, really wanted to point out that there are pl- so many other things to vote on than just the president, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's um,
0: absolutely true. All of your local elections— Okay, really important, like different propositions and things that could actually really impact the way that you yeah. and your community live.
1: Yeah, we have some really big ones here in California, you know, and um while while I don't it doesn't really matter to me a whole lot because as the cat's out the bag now I am moving, um, I still hope for the best for California. And so um yes. I'm gonna do what I can to vote. There there's some really like I said, some really really pretty pivotal ones. Um but um without we're not trying to be a commentary on all the propositions for this podcast. I'm just kinda just thinking about that. But your vote does matter. And even if you're like, you know what, I I don't like either president, I just I don't want to vote. Well then go vote for all the other things. You know, I think you should That's true, you, you know, just at, at the very least, because there's um even when it comes down to like in California, like the gas tax vote, like we we lost that vote last time and then our gas went up. So there's very practical things that you're influencing um in these elections so yeah. just kind of keeping that in mind you know
0: Very true very true there's a lot more to these elections than just the presidential things but i think at this point right now the thing that has people most concerned is the presidential election Yeah people on both sides are thinking what are the ramifications going to be if either candidate wins
1: Yeah you know and I it's it's tough. I mean, it's hard to like either presidents or either candidate. Sometimes you know, um, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll say that. Um, but you know, one thing I feel like we we're really missing the mark on is we really need to go into this election voting for the president based on their policies, and not based on how much we dislike the other guy or how much we dislike that person, um, because mm-hmm. I you know. If you guys haven't guessed it by now, we're, we're not going to just give you guys the layout of our ballots and tell you that we voted for this person, and this is going to be an episode about blank. No. Oh shoot, that's <laughs> what I was
0: going to do. Does that mean I should put I should put the copy of my uh, ballot away?
1: Uh, maybe. Well, I could bring mine out. <laughs> I could I could go out, <laughs> but um, you know, like like I don't vote for example for Donald Trump just because you hate Biden. Right. Like you should be informed mm-hmm. and, and understand who you're voting for uh, beyond like the way that they might make you feel or the way they might be like really rude or whatever, if that makes sense, you know, because um, that's that's really what it comes down to. Um, And so, yeah, just like try to be informed on policy. And, and again, this is really probably not a super fruitful thing to say now, because most of us already voted um, ahead of time, like you, Maddie, voting two True. years ago. It seems. <laughs> Um, We may
0: only catch a couple of people who may be listening to this first thing in the morning when it comes out and maybe they've yet to go out to the polling places today.
1: Yeah. But, you know, when I think about, um, you know, in January, there's going to be a State of the Union address right there, you know. um, So to you, Maddie, what would what is your your quick one liner on like what's the State of the Union right now? Like, how do you feel? Oh, goodness
0: gracious. (laughs) I just threw
1: that to you. I didn't tell you I was going to say that.
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness. You know, I'm not all too happy about the State of the Union right now. I feel that. Because I think that as a country right now, we are incredibly divided. You know, the Bible says a house divided against itself will not stand. And I think that the United States at this point is a house divided against itself. We are in a time in our country where if you disagree with someone, it means that you have to hate them. You have to cut them out from your life entirely. I can't be your friend anymore. Don't ever talk to me. I can't tell you how many things I've seen on social media that say, if you voted for blank, you know, insert Trump or Biden, we are not friends. Yeah. Or if you vote for blank, you know, if you vote for Trump, if you vote for Biden, don't ever talk to me again. And you think like, oh, haha, like people are just being hyperbolic, but they're completely serious. So for me, in terms of the state of the union right now, when I think about the United States, the word that comes to my mind so quickly is division. Mm. I feel that as a country right now, we're not, we're, we don't, we aren't standing behind a united vision for what we want our country to be.
1: And and you know, that's, Right up there, because this is this is kind of in regards to um, someone on my Facebook that I, I went to school with, and I'm, he has actually a podcast of his own. He asked me, he was like, "Well, what's your thoughts on the state of the union right now?" Um, and right there with you, Maddie, I was just going to say disunity. I mean, we are so yeah. Um, we we are a nation of anger and disunity right now. Um, and I I don't know about you, but I can't think of a time that that was a productive way to be. <laughs> Angry and divided. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not so, much. Not so when, much. When
1: has that helped, you know? Um, and I think, you know, regardless of what president came into place, if we had a united people, we have a lot more influence over the country than the president might, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? But we're so at war with each other that they're not there nothing is good and there's there's we're not getting anywhere. And if you look at um yeah, the way that we've uh, not we, but like the government has um, handled the coronavirus and trying to come up with a new uh, stimulus package, they have been arguing about that for months now. You know the the pandemic assistance or unemployment assistance ended back in July, I believe, and since then they've been trying to come up with a new package. But they're so disunified that there's they they haven't come down to anything, and we probably won't see anything until well after the elections and and all that to say that disunity is only hurting the people. It doesn't hurt them. You know, they're, they're too busy. They're, they're fine. But the people that are like banking on that pandemic and that more pandemic unemployment assistance and all that, they're sitting here starving, you know? And so I just, I, I'm so burdened by how we just seem to just want to fight. (laughs) We just want to go to war with each other. Um, before we, and we, we, in that anger, I think, and we get so caught up in that emotion that we don't think about the people that are hurting right now, you know. Um because I think there's one like we one of the phrases that I hear a lot of politicians say is we're all in this together. And while we are may we? <laughs> we may be in the same pandemic and in the same country together, but we are all on very different uh situations, you know. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's people out there that are that are not doing well and they're waiting for people to finally agree with one another so they can move on and, and get help, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really sad to think about yeah. the state of our country right now. And I think that's why so many people are looking at this election as being so critical because our country is in a very, I guess we should say we're in a very fragile state right yeah. now. There are a lot of factors and things going on behind the scenes that whoever wins, whether Donald Trump is president for another four years or whether Joe Biden becomes president, our country is going through a lot of changes and Mm -hmm. things are going to look different for us, especially because of all of this coronavirus stuff and all of that. And so I think so many people feel a lot of weight regarding this election. Mm -hmm. And so I think there are just a lot of strong feelings, but it's unfortunate because as Christians, I feel that so many of us have lost our witness. You know, Jesus tells Mm, us that if we hate our brother, we've committed murder against them in our hearts. Well, I sure know a lot of Christians who have murdered Joe Biden
1: and Christians
0: who have murdered Donald Trump or who have murdered Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama or George Bush or whomever any, you know, insert the political candidate that you don't like. Mm -hmm. We forget that even though they may represent values or ideals or policies that we disagree with, certain politicians may even represent values or ideals or policies that may be anti-Christian. Yeah, We still are called to love everyone. We still are called to recognize the image of God in everyone. And so it is still just as much of a sin for us to hate a political figure as it is a sin for us to hate our biological brother or our friend or someone that we interact with in our day-to-day life. It's no different. Yeah. And unfortunately a lot of Christians are guilty of that right now.
1: And I you know I see that too like what is the weight of carrying that anger around all day? You know what I mean? I yeah, um in my time in, in therapy and stuff, I've been i become, you know, more self-aware. And like I I've tried really hard to stay out of that. Like I, you know, not engaging on political conversation on Facebook. That's the worst one to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, but then like you, you turn on, for example, um, and I'm not gonna hate on it because I I probably agree with most of what they say, but like conservative talk radio, you turn that on and they are so angry. <laughs> On, like on their radio show, <laughs> they're like yelling, and they are so heated, and and like man, what is that doing to your blood pressure? Like for real,
0: yeah, can't like, be good.
1: To to carry, you know, Christian or not, to carry such an anger is is hurts your soul, you know. Um, and I I just wish for better for people, you know, and and I think, um, that goes right along to something I wanted to say was like, you know, we do no good by hating our neighbor, um. And when it comes down to our, like, our, our politics and stuff, what if we could become known for more than what our political preferences are, and instead we're known mm-hmm. for our love towards others despite theirs, despite their preferences, you know? Yeah. I, um, uh My pastor said it really well. Um, he was like, um, choose to love others more than... You disagree with their their views, like like the level in which you love others should exceed the level in which you oppose their view. And that right. really sat with me, like that was that was a uh, on Sunday, and that was such a good word because I, I feel like we've lost sight of that. You know, I, I can't say much for like the people who aren't Christian, but like we're as Christians, we're called to something better. We're not called to hate,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing we are speaking to. Christians, because we can't hold non Christians to a biblical standard because they they aren't Christians. They're they're not believers. Mm-hmm. They they know they're not indwelled by the Holy Spirit. So we can't hold them to the same standard. But as far as Christians go, I have seen some very poor behavior coming from Christians on both sides of the aisle.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: During this this season. And obviously, You know, elections and politics have always been something that seemed to rile up a lot of negative emotions. It seems that it's getting worse and worse. A lot of it has to do with social media where people feel that they have a platform Mm -hmm. to just put whatever candidate they hate on blast or to comment on any article they see that they disagree with or to post articles that agree with them or whatever. And it's actually gotten to the point where Facebook and Instagram, Instagram has actually banned hashtags for this entire week, Mm. this past week leading up to today, because they don't want people searching hashtags, using hashtags to search for posts, because they're worried that it's going to result in the spread of misinformation Mm. and Facebook has um, gotten rid of the, groups you might like feature for this week, which honestly is a whole nother thing because that type of censorship makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Mm. But it, it's, it's, it's revelatory of the level of the problem. Yeah. It's revelatory of the fact that social media has played such a huge role in people getting so angry and so riled up about politics. And it's very sad because as Christians, sometimes we feel that social media is like our place to vent. Mm. We treat it like some private diary where we can just write all of the things we're mad about and all the things we're upset about and get in these little arguments. But we forget that we're still interacting with real human beings. We're still interacting with real people. And so if you're saying something hateful on social media about somebody, you are committing slander. If you mm. are uh, writing nasty comments to somebody, you're hating them. You're It would be no different than if you're doing that to somebody in real life. But social media, I think, just makes us feel kind of tough. But as Christians, we have to realize that Doing that on social media is no different than doing it in real life. It's just as much of a sin. And honestly, in terms of... The level of consequences, social media has significantly higher consequences than yeah. saying those things to people in real life because it's going to stay online indefinitely. And there's the chances of significantly more people seeing it or becoming aware of it than if you just meet some random guy on the street with a Trump hat or a Biden hat mm. and say, Hey, your candidate's dumb. I hate them. Yeah. And then go on with your day.
1: And, you know, and kind of going back on the, it's really. It started with COVID. You know, we're talking about how things seem to be worse this year. It's, there's always every election year. There's there's trouble, right? But um, right. you know, I feel like first of all, we had to distance ourselves, right? And now we're seeing people just on screens because we're we're supposed mm-hmm. to. You know, we've been distancing and and trying to be safe in this pandemic. And so what I really see is we've we've reduced people, even our loved ones, our families, down to just words on a screen. They're just they're just a, a little circle with a face and a name and we have completely yeah. dehumanized them and so now like we we see I see people that say oh well if you if you voted for this just unfollow me or if mm-hmm. if you don't just is that really what we want first of all do we want to be around just people that agree with us completely and and like do we nope. never want to be stretched <laughs> right but um even beyond that we have people that otherwise we would we would love and care for but now they we're not seeing people as much they're just words on a screen and so now we can go at our keyboards and just fire away this absolute hatred and slander, like you said, and destroy relationships. All for what? You know, and especially, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of this stuff I feel like is worse because we can't meet because half this stuff we're not going to say to other people's faces, right? You know. Very true. Um, but it's just such a shame that, you know, we're going to, we've already, people have lost loved ones this year. We, we have lost experiences and events like no thanksgiving right and all these different things that we've missed out on and now we're going to come out of 2020 even more hurt because we're gonna have less family and less loved ones because we chose to hate them more than we we just we chose to to hate them i guess that's all i'm saying you know um yeah it's such a shame and uh you know i i kind of view it as bait you know like don't take the bait just just don't someone posted something on there that you don't agree with, That they did not ask you to comment on it. <laughs> they yeah, did not say... you can just
0: scroll right on by yeah. without commenting on it and if they or did, telling them how wrong they are. If
1: they did tag you in it, then I, I, even then, if they tagged you and said, hey, you, I want you particular to comment on this thing and fight me, well, you, you, still, don't you still don't
0: have to. You still don't have to. Yeah, exactly. So that, I think really summing everything up that we've said so far would just be to say that as Christians, no matter what we are called to love our neighbor and our neighbor includes the political candidates that we don't like. And it includes the people that support the political candidates that we don't like. Um, It also means that we're called to have relationships with people that may believe differently than we do. And that's really what it is is that as christians we're called to love people period yeah even in <laughs> in times of political distress we are called to love people and when i think about this election and how things are going to end up and what's going to happen depending on on who wins and what the results are going to be i think that there is a lot of fear Right now. Yeah. On both sides. I mean, if you listen to whether you're listening to, you know, conservative commentators or liberal commentators or you're speaking to your conservative friends or your liberal friends, you have half of people that are saying, well, if Trump wins again, then the country is going to end up like this, this, this and this. And it's going to be horrible. And it's not going to be the America that we know. And everything is going to go downhill and it's going to be awful. And then you have people saying on the opposite side, if Joe Biden wins, everything's going to be horrible. It's going to be awful. Our country is never going to be the same again. And the thing of it is, you know, we we have things on different sides. I've heard a lot of conservative people saying that, that this vote is important because a lot of people genuinely believe that this vote will determine if we'll ever be able to vote again in our lifetimes. Mm. I've heard a lot of people say mm. that. I'm not going to say whether that could be true or not true. You know, I don't know the future. You know, I have a lot of people saying that, you know, if Trump wins again, that people are not going to stand for it. And there are going to be riots, mm. very violent riots that it's going to draw us into some type of, you know, a civil war that things are going to be really bad. And so you have very, very dark, bad things being predicted as as happening whether trump wins or whether biden wins and of course our first instinct is to be like well obviously that's not going to happen obviously none of the you know we have checks and balances we have law and order this bad thing isn't going to happen if trump wins this bad thing isn't going to happen if biden wins but here's the question what if it does Right.
1: right yeah
0: what if it what if it does happen What if we do end up in some kind of a civil war after this election? What if this is the last time we ever get to vote in our lifetimes and we end up in a, you know, some Marxist socialist government? What if things do go downhill and we end up having horrible race relations in this country, even more horrible than we have now? What if that does happen? And as Christians, we need to be looking at things in the same way that Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah looked at things, a.k.a. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, a.k.a. Rakshak and Benny. Veggie, we tales. All know that, <laughs> veggie tales represent, <laughs> we all know that, you know, the three of them were thrown into a fiery furnace. And as they were getting ready to be thrown into the furnace, you know, Daniel three records this story. And in Daniel three, 17 through 18, Um, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego says, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of your hand, O King. But even if he does not, but even if he does not be it known to you, O King, that we will not serve your gods nor worship the golden image, which you have set up. Mm. So we have to have that even if, kind of faith that we can pray and ask the Lord to heal our land. We can ask him to bring unity and peace in our country. But even if he does not, we will still worship him. Even if he does not, God is still king. You know, we can even look at, at Jeremiah 29:11, that classic, you know, Instagram verse, for I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. We always use that to think that God's going to do some beautiful thing and it's going to be picture perfect, everything that we would have ever wanted. But if you read the context of that verse, you know that he's speaking to his people and telling them, yeah, by the way, you're going to be in Babylonian captivity for 70 more years, but Mm. I've got a plan. So he was speaking to people who were going to be in captivity for the rest of their lives. And potentially their children would have been in captivity for the rest of their lives. And he was still saying, you know, fear not for I know the plans that I have for you. So that's what we have to look at is that even if these bad things do happen, even if we do have a civil war, even if we do have... Uh, you know, a Marxist country, even if we have Christian persecution, even if things end up being very bad socially and we have increased division, we're still called to worship the Lord. And we see that all around the world, all throughout history, in times of persecution, in times of war, in times of trouble, those have actually been where some of the greatest Christian revivals have come out of. Right. So obviously... Obviously, we're all praying for peace in our nation. We're all praying for the Lord to heal our land, and we should be praying that. But we also need to pray, Lord, even if you don't bring peace to this country, even if you don't heal this land, we are going to praise you anyway recognizing that we don't need to be afraid because even if these things do happen, God is still God. He's still King. He's still sovereign. And He is still working all things together for the good of those who love Him, even in the scariest, most frightening of circumstances.
1: That's so good. You know, and we're also, and this is, this is a hard one, we're also called to pray for our leaders. And absolutely that doesn't mean that we're called to pray for the one that we wanted to win, and that also doesn't mean that we're supposed to give in precatory prayers, uh, prayers of, of bad <laughs> upon. They're like, oh, you said pray for your leader. So I'm praying that Joe Biden is just going to die of a heart attack. I don't know. Something crazy. No. Uh, right. We don't are called, pray that. We're, regardless of who wins tomorrow or not tomorrow. Why am I saying that? Regardless who wins today, it could be tomorrow. We don't know when it's going to come down. Um, but we're called to pray for them. And why, well, in Jeremiah 29, you already were there, Maddie, but in verse seven, it says, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare, you too will find your welfare. So, you know, when we pray for our leaders, we pray that they have wisdom in in, in deciding things. It's only going to benefit us. If our country does well, our city does well, Mm -hmm. so will we. Um, And... And like you said, it, it, even if it doesn't, um, still pray. And um, when I, I jump over to First uh, Timothy uh, chapter 2, as Christians, and this, this is particularly as Christians, um, it says, First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. So mm. going forward, whether your person wins or not, we are called to live godly, dignified, peaceful, quiet lives. Um, and mm-hmm. I feel like we have gone so far away from that, and we have all forgotten about that. <laughs> um, you know, and, and and we are human. You know, we we are led by emotions sometimes and stuff. But we need to center back and realize that there is a much bigger person in charge and a much bigger picture to all things than. Some poll.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Whatever happens, our calling is still the same. Right. Whether Joe Biden becomes the president, where whether Donald Trump keeps being president, whether something insane happens and our country just goes to straight anarchy and there's no president. Whether Kim Jong-un sends a nuke and our whole country gets blown up. Whatever whatever happens. Whatever happens, as Christians, we have the same calling. Our calling is to love God and love others. We're called to share the good news. We're, we're called to live moral, upstanding lives that are led by the Spirit. We're called to be forgiving and generous and to serve others. We're called, uh, as Hebrews says, to not neglect gathering together. And those are the things that we're going to keep on doing whatever happens. And we see Christians doing exactly that in the most insane of, of circumstances and in the best of circumstances throughout American history. We've seen that we have maintained all of those things and we see that all around the world. And we have seen that all around the world. And we know that we know that God is the one that allows for people to be put in power. Yeah. Even people that are not Christian, even people that have ill intentions, God is the one that allows them to be there. You know, in uh, John nineteen eleven, Jesus is speaking to Pilate and he says, you would have no power at all over me unless it were given to you from above. Therefore, he who handed me over to you has the greater sin. So he's saying right there, look, I wouldn't even be in this situation if God had not given you the authority that you have. Yeah. So every single leader has been allowed to be there because God has allowed them to be there. And sometimes he allows them to be there because he wants a nation to grow and prosper. And sometimes he allows them to be there because he allows a nation to be punished or because he allows a nation to be cleansed or a nation to be transitioned into a new nation or for a nation to die and another nation to be reborn. We don't know God's ways. His ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But we do know that whatever happens, it was God's will for that person to be put in power. Yeah. And that's a very scary thought, and it's a very complicated thought. But as Christians, I think that that's something that we can hold on to. You know, we go out and we participate in this Democratic Republic government that we have, which means that as citizens, we have the right to vote. And so we exercise that right, and we trust and we pray that whatever happens, happens is what God is allowing to happen.
1: It's simple as that, right? (laughs) You know, yeah, I mean, and, it really is. And to go beyond that, then if we decide to go and protest and burn the local businesses and do all that because of whoever was voted in, you are now disobeying God. You're not just breaking the law. Yeah. Because God wanted that person in. Um, and we just have to keep that in, in mind. And, and you know, we've become to where we wake up, we check the news to, to and read something political then we think about it at lunchtime and then at dinner we talk about it and then we we watch youtube videos about it we go on tiktok and find political things about it we are worshipping that person we are worshipping simply politics and if you've read any part of the bible you know what happens with idol worship it never goes well and you know we can Mm-mm-mm. sit here and think like oh i'm a conservative and so uh, I'm a Christian. I'm a conservative. That's the right way to be, and I'm just going to like drill that in. Well, guess what, conservative Christian, you are now worshiping an idol. So yeah. how are you better? Um, and but we don't like to think that because that that makes us feel yucky. <laughs> but it's it's, it's <laughs> True. the truth. Um, and and I'm saying that as one, you know, I I am a, a conservative Christian. Um, but I I also know that there's a greater power and there's a higher power, and I also know that the next day I'm going to wake up and I'm still going to have a job to do. I'm still going to have, I'm still going to be hungry and I have to make breakfast. I'm still going to want to walk my dog and mow my lawn. Life is going to go on, you know? And so, so stop pretending that we are voting for like the literal end of the world or like the fate of the world. Right. Um, Yeah. You know, and, and that really takes me to my, my biggest point, you know, when we stay so laser focused on what is happening in the country and what is happening in the election and all those things, we completely miss, we completely lose what is, what God is doing in our own lives. We we, we are so focused on the the headlines and what people are saying on Facebook and who, where the polls are leading and where we think it's going to go that we have totally thrown away any, any importance of what God is doing in our own lives. And, and really that's what's, that's where it should start, right? Like, if we want a better country, we should try to become better people. <laughs> we should work on ourselves first and not be so focused outward. Um, and yeah, that that's that's really my my biggest burden in that, you know. Like, I I I don't want to say I could care less who wins, you know, um, because it is important, but I, I could really care less for all of this this craziness right now. Um and I don't know about you, Maddie, but I'm still gonna make the same cup of coffee tomorrow than I did this morning. <laughs> and because life is gonna stay the same.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's really the thing, and that's really that's really the heart of this podcast right. episode and what we wanted to tell all of you today, which is that whatever happens. Whether we have another four years of President Trump or whether we get a brand new president, President Joe Biden, our environment may change. Our government may change. Our society may change. But our God does not change. His word does not change. The lives which we are called to live do Do not not change. change. Mm -hmm. So we will keep... Going on, we will keep proclaiming the good news. We will keep living good lives. We will keep serving others. We will keep worshiping the Lord. And whatever is happening around us, we'll just maneuver through it and take it as it comes and trust that the Spirit is going to lead us every step of the way. And we're encouraging all of you listening right now to do the same.
1: Yeah. And, you know, if things go bad, like you said, and we enter some, some crazy state of the world. Well, I hate to break it to you, but we're not in heaven yet. We're not guaranteed some nice country where things are going to be great right now. So, yeah. <laughs> like, that. That's, we, we, keep, we can't expect greatness yet. We, we have something far better regardless of, of who's president now, regardless of who's president in a decade from now. We have a heaven waiting for us. And so that's where we should keep our focus is up that way not down here on this earth that we already know is fallen is already dirty and and infiltrated by sin. That's not going to change whether, either way we shake it
0: until we're in the new heavens and the new earth and the kingdom of God is in its fulfillment. We're going to have governments and societies and countries and towns that are corrupt Because as human beings with sin natures, we are corrupt. Yeah. And until that sin nature is abolished and everything is restored uh, to its original intent, there's going to be hard times. There are going to be bad things, but there are also at the same time Amazing things going on. Despite this coronavirus, despite this craziness in our country, there are still babies being born. There are still people getting married. There are still people coming to Christ. There are still people who are giving up drugs and alcohol and moving forward with their lives. There are spiritual strongholds being broken. There are people who are leaving, uh, false religions and coming to the Lord. There are people who, whose the, the chains of demonic oppression have been broken off of them. There are amazing things that are going on. There are joys that are going on. You know, I, um, picked up my niece from school the other day and, I see everybody with their masks and it just makes me so frustrated and I can't breathe. And it's just, I have all of these angry thoughts going on in my head. You know, I'm sinning, I'm thinking these bad things. And my niece who, you know, I've been a a big part of, of her life and taking care of her since she was just a couple months old and she's in kindergarten now. She sees me when it's time for her to get picked up. She sees me and she runs up to me with this huge smile on her face. Well, I I could tell by her eyes, she was smiling, but she was wearing a mask. (laughs) This huge (laughs) smile on her face and runs up and jumps into my arms and, and hugs me and says, I'm so glad to see you, Auntie Maddie. And in that moment, I'm thinking to myself, this is a blessing. This is a gift from God this is a joyful moment. In spite of all the craziness that's going on in the world, God is still giving me this gift. And those little moments, those little smiles from children, those little laughs from babies, those little uh, kind words given to you from your husband or wife, the, all of those, those beautiful things, that sunset, that, uh, those ocean waves, the wind blowing through your hair, all of those things, those little gifts from God, are still present. And those things are still going to be present no matter what. Those things are present right now in North Korea. Those things Mm. were present in the USSR. Those things are present in the lives of Christians that are living in constant fear of their lives being taken from them. Yeah. And when we think about that, when we think about those blessings and those joys that God can give us in even the craziest of moments... How can we be afraid for the future? How can we be afraid of the outcome of this election when we know that the most important things are the things that are going to stay the same no matter what?
1: Yeah. And so, you know, w- with that, whoever's listening, take a moment, just breathe in and breathe out. Just, just do that for a second. Things are gonna, Things are going to be okay. Life's going to go on. Take a minute, appreciate the the your cup of coffee tomorrow morning, or or maybe just shut the TV off for a minute this evening. Maybe just eat dinner and don't talk about the election. It's going to mm-hmm. be okay. There are so many great things right now in the world. Um, you said it so well, Maddie, and I'm not even going to try to top that. But there's just <laughs> there <laughs> there there is you're just you're you're poetic. I'm I'm just some bum over here, but. Um, Oh my goodness. You know, there, there is fresh air and beautiful trees and, and, and Mm -hmm. smiling children that are so happy to see you that don't care about what's happening in the world, because there's so much Mm -hmm. more to the world than what you're getting on TV or what you're, you're seeing on Facebook. And maybe we can bring some attention to those things right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So today, whatever happens is going to happen.
1: It is what it is.
0: It's over (laughs) and it's done. But we know that our work as Christians is just beginning. So with that, I think it is time to say goodbye. I think so. So until next time, abide in Christ, love your neighbor, and never stop having the tough conversations. We love you guys. Peace. Thanks for tuning into the Church Vibes podcast with Jordan and Maddie. If you enjoyed this week's episode, we'd love for you to share it with your friends and leave us a review. For additional content and to stay updated on all the latest and greatest, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TalkChurchVibes. That's at TalkChurchVibes. See you next time.